Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's found in John 8. And as he shared that, he had a conversation with the people. And then he also said in that same passage, he said, if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. This morning, God wants to liberate. This morning, God wants to liberate. He wants to give you freedom. Freedom is probably one of the most controversial aspects that I find in the scriptures. Freedom and grace. Because we have within us this innate, crazy idea that we have to make things happen. And inside of us we have this crazy, condemning voice that says, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you can't do it, you can't do it. And we spend our time listening to that voice instead of listening to the voice that says, I've set you free. We spend all this time listening to that voice that says, no, 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 instead of listening to the voice that says, all the promises that are in Christ are yes and amen. This morning, God wants to liberate you. He wants to liberate you. He wants to give you a freedom like a child that knows no limits, knows no ideas, knows no boundaries, just this. And you say, well, how can that be? It's because the Son has set you free. And I'm here to tell you, He's done it already. There's nothing you can do to make it better. You can't, you can't have freedom 2.0 because freedom 1.0 is good enough. I don't know how to ask you guys. You can sit. I don't know if you want to stay. You can do whatever you want, but I, I'm just going just gonna to keep preaching here. And I kind of like having that music going because it just gets me. I feel like John. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I, I want to preach this morning about freedom. And it is controversial. I find freedom is dangerous. Because the moment somebody understands freedom, other people want to put them in bondage. The moment somebody is free of something, somebody else comes on and wants to throw this thing on them to make them and to control them. And it's freedom. God has given you freedom this morning. And I find it controversial because I want to control. You can't be happy. 
You just made a mistake. And that is part of the, the complexity and the conundrum of the scripture is that God says, my grace is here for you and it's a free gift. And the grace is not just an overcoming ability, which is what God, which, which grace is, but it's also a free gift that we receive by faith. It says we're saved through, by grace through faith. So our starting point, our point zero is grace, freedom. And if you read that passage in John chapter 8, Jesus was talking to, to the children there, the children of, of Israel, the, Israel, the Jewish nation, and they got upset with him. And they said, what are you talking about? How can we, we're Abraham's kids or we're Abraham's descendants. And so we're free. We don't owe anybody anything. If, if you actually look at the Jewish nation, there are historically people will say the Jewish people are some of the most arrogant people alive. And part of that is because they have an understanding of what God did for them that doesn't, as Pastor Nelson says, they will not tolerate the things that they should not tolerate. We need to become intolerant of the voice that says you're under bondage. No, I'm not. You should live in depression. No, I'm not. You're not smart enough. I tell you, I got the wisdom of Solomon. Somebody smarter than Solomon living in me. You're telling me I'm not smart? I can ask him for wisdom and he can give it to me. You're too weak. Oh, you have no idea my weakness. It's my strength. Because when I'm weak, he is strong. And, and we have this... This amazing gift called grace, which is the freedom that God gives us. And this morning, I want to I want to just pour it on you. I just want to pour it on you. The freedom that God has for you. Last week, Pastor Nelson preached, and as he started, he he talked about living in the throne zone. And he used the term throne zone. He also used the word the free zone. It's just complete liberty. It doesn't have fine print. God's not a God with, here, here's all these, but there's, a, there's this little asterisk. Oh, and when you go down, you read the asterisk and it says, oh, only valid these. No, God is not like that. God is the God who says in big print, you are set free. And it's because I'm set free and because he loves me that I love him. And because I love him, I will do what his word says. I want to read a couple thoughts from Pastor Nelson last week, and, and it's part of the sermon that I want to get into this, this morning. The verse, he took us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. 
So, I don't think we have any difficulty understanding what the kingdom of darkness was like. I think we have the difficulty understanding what the kingdom of his dear son is like. But that's where I live. That's where I live. I am set free from the sin. I'm set free from the bondage. I'm set free from those nagging things, the, the addictions, the habits. I'm set free from them. And this is where I live. Ephesians says, I'm seated with him in heavenly places. This little pea brain can't figure that out. But I am, I am committed I'm not, don't commit me. I am committed to being in the kingdom of his dear son. That's where he's taken me and placed me. That's where I live. We were born into the free zone. In that place, the king has all the authority and all the ability to maintain that freedom. That freedom is never in question because the king is the one that sustains it. We need to learn how to function in that free zone. I've got a bunch of thoughts on freedom this morning. I, I, if you can turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 1. I'm going to talk for right now, but I've, I'll probably jump into Galatians chapter 1. So I want you there to begin with. But I, I want to prophesy freedom to you this morning. I want to prophesy freedom to you this morning. As a kid with lots of brothers, I didn't have a lot of physical fights with my brothers. That wasn't a thing, but boy, did we know how to put each other in our place, myself included. My weapon was my mouth. And it was hilarious when I got older. And I went to the doc dentist's office one day, and the dentist was trying to do some x-rays in my mouth, and she says, you have a small mouth. My whole life up to that point, I had lived with the idea that I had a big mouth. You know why? Because I was told that day after day after day after day whenever I'd get in an argument with somebody I just let off and I, I wasn't it wasn't profanity I, I I don't use profanity I'm much wiser than that I learn how to say it nicely and and that moment she said I went home and I actually looked in the mirror at the size of my mouth a grown man why? Because I'd grown up my whole life hearing that phrase, you've got a big mouth, you've got a big mouth, you've got a big mouth. 
And some of you have been living your whole life. Every time you start to think you're actually feeling okay, somebody comes along and says, ah, you don't deserve that. What are you doing? And you are literally harassed. Literally harassed by the enemy. Some of you, the moment somebody shows up and extends love to you, you can't figure that out because you haven't experienced it in your childhood and it's so hard and what happens is the enemy starts to come and he starts to mess with you and you actually sabotage what God is doing because you don't know how to handle it. I'm here to tell you it's okay to have love and not understand what to do but just to enjoy it. It's okay to say I don't have a big mouth. By the way, I don't have a small mouth either. I got a perfect mouth. There, I said it. But we have harassment. Undaunting, unrelenting, unstopping harassment. And I'm here to tell you, the sun has set you free. The sun has set you free. My parents didn't show me love. The sun has set you free. All my brothers and my sisters, my siblings, my uncles, my aunts, whatever, they, my, the sun has set you free. But I could never accomplish. Whenever I did something, they'd look at me and go, wow, you did that? Wow, I didn't think you could do that. I didn't realize you could have the energy to stick with it. I'm here to tell you, that's wiped away. I'm here to tell you, that's wiped away. Because the sun has set you free. And what's the challenging part is the moment you start walking in that, the very thing that started to try to harass you is going to go, what's going on? I thought he just used a bad word and said something bad, and yet now he says, no, I'm set free from that. And instead of being able to harass you because of that, God says, no, I've set you free. You don't live under that bondage any longer. I'm preaching good right now. I'm preaching really good. It's one of my best sermons. Thank you. You are set free. Don't complicate what God has done. Paul talks about it. Through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, listen, you're saved by grace through faith, faith, unless any of you could boast. Don't complicate the free gift that God gave you. Oh, I'm running out of time. Freedom operates on a whole different set of levels.
Freedom operates at a whole different set of rules. I'm here this morning and I'm cutting off those words. I'm cutting off that harassment. I'm cutting off those thoughts of I can't do it, I'm not good enough. I'm cutting off that I need to go back because this is what I need. No, I'm cutting that off. You don't need to go back to that. You don't need to have this person. You don't need a dependent. The only dependent relationship I have is with God. I have a codependent relationship with God. I don't have a codependency with others. I have a codependency with God. In fact, I'm totally dependent on God. It's not codependent. It's total dependent. This is dangerous. This, you tell somebody they're free, and all of a sudden they start doing things that people told them they could never do before. And then everybody that used to know them gets upset. And Jesus had the same thing. He says, you're set free. How do you know? Well, you know me. You know the truth. The truth is free. What do you mean? At the end of that whole conversation, you know what they want to do? They wanted to stone him. It was so radical. Freedom is so radical. Because you will walk away and you will do something that I used to think you couldn't do. And instead of me coming after you, I've got to stand there and I'm going to cheer you on because you're set free. You say, what if I make a mistake? Welcome to the club. There's this thing called grace and I am so thankful for it. Well, what if I'm a hypocrite? Well, get over it. Get under the blood and get over it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to think things and you say, well, I didn't say it. I know, but you thought it. But you're set free. I, I know Pastor Nelson and I and, and Pastor Sean and Pastor Daniel, we've had conversations and, and it's mind-boggling to think I live in a free zone. It's mind-boggling. Paul says, you know what? Everything's lawful for me, but they're not, not expedient. So it doesn't mean that I have a license to do whatever I want. What it means is I have the ability to let other people into the freedom as well. Just don't let the freedom you have be used as an occasion to hurt somebody. So this morning, I'm breaking it off. The Holy Spirit right now, he's severing those things. He's already broken those chains. And you don't have to go back to that person for acceptance. You don't have to go back to that mother, that father. I, I watch TV shows, and it shocks me how many times people say, if only my dad could see me now and he'd be so proud of me. And I understand that sentiment, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to live in the performance aspect of having to improve or to prove something. God says, you've proved it to me because I proved it to you. That I do things to make my father happy, yes, but I don't do it to get his approval. I already have his approval. And the amazing thing is, he loves me even when I make mistakes. He still loves me, my dad, my literal dad. 
I'm not talking just about my father and him. I'm talking about my relationships here. I have, I have this picture of a father, and I have this being of a father, my dad, who loves me even when I make mistakes. One time he said to me, I, we, we had this funny thing. All of us have this growing up as children, and as a parent you have this, where you tell your child something, go find this. They come back to you, and they say they can't find it. And then what does the father say? If I find it. So I spent about an hour looking for something. Could not find it. I knew I had to go tell my dad I couldn't find it. He told me where to find it. It wasn't there. This was a moment. I still remember this moment because it was profound. God spoke to me in this moment. I went to my dad and I said, Dad, I can't find it. He said, well, let's go look. He went to where he said it was, and it wasn't there. And I said, oh. he says, what's the matter? He says, well, I was afraid you're going to be upset. He said, David, why would you ever be upset when you can't find it? It broke something in me. I was, a, I was a teenager. I was probably 16, 17, 18 years old. We live with some of these things. And what they do is they put us in bondage when the Holy Spirit comes and he says, no, I've set you free. He said, David, if you can't find it, you can't find it. Don't worry. He says, would I be upset with you? It, it rocked my world. I had a whole different picture of my dad after that moment. Instead of living in fear, I now lived in love and in this idea that he loves me. He cares for me. Freedom. It's dangerous. It, it operates a whole different way. It talks in the Bible about the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. I'm here to declare to you this morning freedom from harassment. Some of you can't lay your head on the pillow without having voices and things and scenarios going through your mind. I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit is the one that frees you from that and he has freed you from that. You say, well, what happens when that comes up? I, I just know a few things. One is Jesus. Literally, the name Jesus. I have literally found and heard and know that when you say the name Jesus, that name above all names, nothing can get over that name. If you have to say it once, say it once. If you have to say it 20 times, you say it 20 times. But you just keep saying Jesus. Jesus paid the price. Jesus is my victory. Jesus is the one that set me free. I know the truth, and the truth sets me free. I don't live in the bondage of my past. I don't live in the harassment of this and that. I live in the freedom that God... And you say, well, what, what you need to do is you need to start rehearsing what God says about you. Freedom. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from addiction. Men, you are free. 
from the addictions that you thought you could never get past. You are free from them. How? Because of the power of Christ, because of what God has done. Women, you are free from the addictions that God has, that you have because of the power of Christ and what he has done. He has set you free. Well, what if you're set free? Why do we have to throw all these conditions in there? Can we not just say, I'm set free? I'm set free. Free from oppression. Free from the enemy. Free from sin. Free from the past. You say, well, I made a, a, a stupid mistake. Yeah. I've been there, done that. I don't have the t-shirt. I refuse to buy that t-shirt. But I've been there, I've done that. I got over it. You know what? One of the most challenging things is when you and another person know each other's faults and you see that person walk in liberty and it's like, how can they do that? Because they're walking in liberty. They're walking in freedom. That doesn't mean you keep doing it. But I don't operate from here. We preach this a lot. Pastor Daniel, Pastor Sean, Pastor Nelson preach this. We live and we operate from what God has done. I operate from here. What if I make a mistake? Well, I get back up and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to say I'm free. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to repent. I'm going to change. I'm going to go on with what God says. phone call coming in at this moment freedom from sin freedom from voices freedom from the accuser freedom from religion freedom from others expectations freedom from reaction freedom from having to react like everybody else yet we walk together. One of the biggest challenges of freedom is when you walk in freedom and somebody else walks in freedom, can you accept that? I thought you had a problem. Instead of saying, well, I thought you had a problem, can't we say, man, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. You're walking in freedom. Galatians. I said I was going to get there. Galatians 1. I want to read five verses and then I'm going to give you four points in about a minute and a half. Anybody here believe in miracles? Paul, an apostle, not sent from men. Listen to this. Not sent from men through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you. This morning, I'm saying grace to you. Unmerited favor. Overcoming ability to you. From God and, and peace. Peace that is, is an embodiment of a whole holistic peace. Not just peace from one thing, peace completely. 
fully. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. To him be glory forevermore. Amen. I want to tell you a few things about freedom. The first thing is you need to know your identity. Paul knew his identity. He says, I was called by God. You want to walk in this freedom I'm talking about? Settle it once and for all that you're called by God. He had an encounter with God. There was nobody that could talk him out of it. Know your identity. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Because the enemy is going to challenge you when, you when you walk in freedom. Let me tell you, you are going to be challenged. And it's not by us necessarily by other people, but it's by systems, by ideas, by habits, by all these things. You're going to be challenged. And the enemy is going to throw these up in these questions. And you're going to be challenged. And you need to know who you are. I am a son of God. He has called me. He has set me in this place. He's established me. He is my king. My family is my God. I know who I am and I know whose I am. That's powerful with your identity and, and freedom. The next thing is don't do life alone. The freedom, Paul here in Galatians, he's talking about freedom. One of the main things in Galatians is freedom. He says, from Paul, an apostle, he says, and all the brethren who are with me, learn how to do life together. Because one of the greatest things you have is compounded freedom is a powerful, amazing thing. Because if you're struggling and somebody else has it, you get to joy in their joy. Don't do life alone. Freedom, and Paul talks about it in this whole book. We're going to be spending time in Galatians. Paul talks about it, but he starts by saying, listen, it's not just me speaking, but it's all the guys that are with me. The next thing I want you to see is he says, to the churches of Galatians. And what he's saying is, is the freedom that he has is a freedom to serve. You want to grow in your freedom, learn your identity, don't do it alone, and learn how to serve. Learn how to serve. You say, where do I serve? Call me Monday, or don't call me Monday, that's my day off. Call me Tuesday, and I'll tell you where you can serve. Seriously. We have plans, we have things we'd like to do. We need you. Not just sitting in the pews on Sunday morning, but doing something. Serve. Serve your community. Serve God. Serve. It says, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you are need to be the servant of all. I know that one wasn't going to go over well, but I had to go for it. And the last thing about the freedom that Paul experienced was he knew God. He knew God. He kept God as his focus. If you read these four verses, 
He says, Paul. He says, I wasn't sent from man, but I was sent through the Jesus Christ and God the Father. Right away, his introduction, he introduces God. Who raised him from the dead. He's establishing in the, in the freedom you have, understand and keep your focus on God. David Stunenberg, a man called by God when I was a little boy because of what Jesus Christ did when he died for my sins and he forgave me. My whole relationship, my whole identity is not in what I've done. It's not in the jobs I've done, the places I've played soccer. It's not this or that. My whole identity is in what Christ has done for me. And Paul says his whole identity is through Christ. Keep God number one in your life. You want to experience freedom? Keep God number one. Because so many times freedom hap uh, we lose our freedom when God does not occupy place number one. Seek first the kingdom of God. He says, God the Father who raised him from the dead, grace and peace from God. Who gave, and then Jesus Christ, who gave himself. So not only did he give himself for your forgiveness of sin, but he also came to rescue you or to deliver you from those things that you have in this present age. Paul, in four verses, in his introduction, like, I'm going, how can I preach from a four, five verse introduction? I just did. Freedom. I'm going to do something a little different this morning. Look at somebody in your bubble. We've got a whole new language we're talking about. Look at somebody in your bubble and say, I'm free. Try to say it without air droplets getting in the air. But look at somebody in your bubble and say, I'm free. If you've got a phone, take your phone out. I'll give you permission to take your phone and go to your notes file. Go to your notes. I am free. I just made a note. I am free. Make that note in your phone. I'm serious. Some of you are going to struggle with this because this is radical. But the gospel is radical because it changes your life. You don't just keep doing life as life. You do life a whole new way. Put a note in your phone. If you have to, put a postie on your, your mirror in the morning. I am free. But start walking around. As Pastor Nelson said last week, I live in the free zone. I live in the free zone. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. I want to pray over you this morning. As we close the service, I'd like to just read a couple verses over you this morning. This is the freedom that you have that Jesus has for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.
And I'll add, when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. And I invoke the name of Jesus on each one of you this morning. God bless you. Set somebody else free this week. Amen. God bless you.